Hey everyone, welcome to More Than Meets These Guys. This podcast is a journey through the Transformers from the beginning of the animated series. Two old friends coming at it from different perspectives. Together, we will go episode by episode with the occasional extra to look at how the show holds up or if it's a trap of nostalgia. We'll be looking at all things involved in the episode, whether there are real-world factors that crept into that writing, or if the episode was typical afternoon cartoon fodder. I'm Evan, I'm a lifelong fan, is familiar with all aspects of the franchise. Well, Ed here is familiar with it, but there's really nothing he got into when he was younger. So thanks so much for being here, everyone. And Ed, how you doing, dude? Hey, man, when is the last time that you ate an entire box of Girl Scout cookies in one sitting? This is why I don't buy Girl Scout cookies, man. I can eat a whole thing of Thin Mints if I just love myself. I know they're they're amazing. They're amazing, right? They came out with these new ones called like Adventurefuls this year. Have you had these things? No, no, I I I stay away from them, man. Um, I I I respect little with myself, but that's something I have to do. I have to keep away from that. So they're like little tiny brownies with a little, little shot of caramel in the. Oh, dude, what? They're they're fan, they're fantastic. Um, yeah, uh, oh, pump that into my veins. I can't tell you last oh. time I ate an entire box, but yeah, it, it's entire. It's way too easy to eat an entire box. Of Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, I, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, Thin Mints, if I could just have that. Look, there is something about certain Girl Scout cookies, and they, they must put just a little little bit of crack in each one of them, because um, you're just like, man, I, I, I'm really, I'm not, I feel kind of sick, and I don't want any more, but I gotta have another one. Uh, you know, I'm just, you know, you start getting the shakes yeah. for them. But yeah, that's the that's the thing. Um, like Samoas are like that. I could just eat, eat Samoas all day. Uh, and uh, to, to tie in uh, a friend of show jay who one time um he and i were it, it was like, like a few of us were going to a concert one time mm-hmm. and, uh, we were driving out of town and somebody's like hey are you guys hungry and i was like oh uh, and you know we're like, oh yeah it's around lunchtime i need some you know i need some uh some food or whatever and jay who goes well i like i've been eating nothing but girl scout cookies since <laughs> like seven this morning <laughs> but I, so i'm full but i haven't had any salt food so no i, I need to eat so it was like he, he had probably eaten like two thousand calories of cookies but it was like you just don't feel like you've eaten any food because you Man, haven't had i can hear food. that entire statement out of in his voice well you see i haven't had any salt food today salt food today yeah salt food so um yeah, uh, <laughs> I haven't done I haven't done that in a very I haven't eaten an entire box of Girl Scout cookies in a very yeah, long time. Years. Um, There's a reason I, for that. But I have I, I have I've been snacking on Samoas and they're they're very oh. good. Um, well, is uh is is your stepdaughter in um in Girl Scouts? She's no. doing that. No, okay. she she was she did it for like a year. Didn't really like it, but yeah. Uh, anytime I see Girl Scouts selling cookies outside of like Target or uh literally anywhere, um I'm like you know I'm like you know the because the first thing is like do y'all take credit cards because I, I don't i don't carry i don't carry cash like i haven't i haven't seen a cash in in asia they have square now they all have square they all have oh square, my square. god you tap you, well, can, you can use credit cards paypal like oh what? my god I'm like I'm like this is how you, this is how you do this this is how you sell cookies like, racket man 24 yeah i know and uh so yeah i was just i was like well and i was like man just i don't care just give me however many boxes of whatever you want uh, okay, we already bigger's <laughs> dozen. Let's do it's this. One of those things where, like, like we already had boxes of cookies at the house, but like, I can't, like, I can't tell them, I can't walk by these little girls yeah. that are, you know, selling and be like, nah, sorry, I've already got some some at home. Like, like, do you need you need more? You need you need more of those? Like, you like? I'm like, yeah, Man, that's a, honestly, got a valid point. So, yeah, my uh, my wife loves eggnog. I like unbelievably so. I mean, she just like. 
She eggnog kit shelves. She's got to have two or three cartons in the fridge at all times, just in case she one runs out. She's got to mm-hmm. have another backup. And um, inevitably, this time of the year, we end up throwing away like a carton and a half because you know she's like, oh, I can't have any more, and it's gone. It's it's expired. So mm-hmm. yeah, man. Um, we will uh, we'll be out somewhere, and she'll see. She loves Borden's eggnog, but the public the, yeah, the public's eggnog is really good too. So she'll be like. She'll go like, hey, if you can go out and give me another thing, eggnog. I'm like, did you just finish your eggnog? Oh, no. I have eggnog in that fridge, but it's extra eggnog. You can't go bad. having. But the thing is, you got to have it because there's a certain limited time. Right. After... Yeah, it, it's the, it's the, yeah, it's the window. It's like the McRib. You, you, like, you, yeah, uh, like... well, except I actually like eggnog. I just can't. I've never, I've never had a McRib. It's um, not good at all. Uh, I, I know but, some but... people. Yeah. Well, like, but I am a I am a fan of the Shamrock Shake, though. It's it's fine. It's not, it is it's fine. You used to be able to only get it, you know, around like St. Patrick's Day, like right now. Well, but now you can just get it whenever you want. So it's not. It's oh, not really? Special. Yeah, if, you, if you get a pumpkin spice latte right now, it wouldn't be special. It'd just be a pumpkin spice latte. I could, but I actually have a little respect for myself. Um, no, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Start, I actually I stay away from that kind of stuff. Not like like around that fall, it's like something goes off in us biologically. Like man, I I need nutmeg and cinnamon and and like coffee and it, it just all comes together with this perfect turducken of flavors. And it's like man, I, I have to have it. When you have it, like yeah, I like that. Okay, well I'm good now. Then like a few weeks later, like man, I better have one before it's gone. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, I actually yeah, I mean there's there's certain things I just like. Um, but you know, Girl Scout cookies. I mean, I, I I purposely stay away from them because you can't have one. It's like it's like having okay. How about the magic brownies? Little Debbie magic brownies. <clears throat> you know the ones I'm talking about, right? They're like rectangle bricks of I think it's chocolate with little sprinkles on the top. Who makes those? Little Debbie. Oh, Little Debbie. Cosmic yeah, yeah, brownies. Yeah. Little Cosmic. Debbie. The yeah. Cosmic brownies. Cosmic brownies. I'm sorry. I don't like, I, I don't like those. Those are those are uh, bottom tier uh, for me. What? Yeah. I mean, oatmeal cream pies are up there, but oatmeal I mean, cream pie, zebra cake, I don't star know. crunch. But the star thing crunch. is now, you, you, you know what? Now, the thing now though is that every time I get a little Debbie snack and, and yeah. I eat it, I feel like I've just ate eaten like like a pound of wax. Like it, it just tastes like I'm eating wax, and I feel like I feel like. I feel disgusting. I feel like a swamp creature after I eat this. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that leads into another favorite snack. I don't know how we got on snacks, but here we are. Dude, I will I will crawl over a um, a, 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 a class of children uh, going to the museum to get a little, you know, those little packs of those chocolate donuts. It's like a little, like they're, they're, they're yeah. donuts. The, yeah, the chocolate ones, they're like wax. Yeah, I had some the other day, and it tasted like I ate a pound of wax. And, but it's so uh, I was, good. I, was not happy. I, I think I've just gotten oh. to the point where I just can't eat the, those kinds of snacks anymore. Yeah, I tell, what, I tell you what, I do love though these What's days uh, when you talk about these music league. Oh yeah, I, I missed last week because I was busy voting in music league. Do, do you like, like you're like you're in my music league that I'm running? Yeah. And like, so guys out there, if you're not in the music league, you have to get in the music league. It's it, it's it's super cool. Mm-hmm. And um, if you don't know what music league is, it's like a mix of like, like, like a social media music playlist, and then, but then, like fantasy football. Exactly. So like, what happens is, um, someone runs the league, and then you know, every round they pick a theme. That you know, the admin like picks a theme for the for that round. So it might be like, you know, like 
night songs from like you know a certain year or it might be yeah. like a hey a song that reminds you of of playing in the grass or or whatever you know so it, it can be anything like a song that reminds you of eating little debbie snacks um like this week and, is covers then, then once everyone submits a song everyone submits one song and then uh, or or two depending on how it's set up but and then once everyone's submitted, then it builds a Spotify playlist. You listen to the playlist and then you go in and vote on the songs. You get X amount of votes. You can upvote and downvote the songs. It's so much fun. And it, it's so, so you, but you don't know who submitted what song. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, you're upvoted. You're like, you might be, you might be in a, a league with strangers. You might be in a league with your friends. Like I, I'm in like three or four right now. And um, I'm in a few. The ones yeah. with my actual friends, I, I, I'm enjoying them uh, like a lot more. Um, but if you're in the if you're in the Discord, uh, if there's any interest, hit us up, and I will make another league for Music League, and that will be uh... more than Music Guys League. Uh, yeah, yeah on, honestly, like you know, there, it's kind of cool categories. Like I started one as well, and you know, I I did a f I did my own little kind of special um, categories, and then I was like, nah, just click 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 the other ones. Well, you have one coming up like songs released in 1980, song released in, you mm -hmm. know with no vocals, things like that, and those yeah. are those are just cool. You know, you get an idea what people are listening to, and it's fun also trying to figure out who submitted what because it doesn't tell you. I yeah, I, I spent I spent a lot of time trying to figure out who submitted what song. Yeah. Um, and uh, I I feel kind of I, I, but what's cool too is when you vote or when you submit and when you vote on songs, you can leave comments, and uh, mm -hmm. not a lot of people in our league are leaving comments. But I this on this like I did a little bit on the first round, but on the second round, I wrote like entire books. So you get five hundred characters to comment, and uh, on there was one or two songs where I I almost ran out of room because I was just so mad at the that these songs got submitted. So what? Um, Dude, this last this last okay, this last round, I got downloaded Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah as a cover. I downvoted that because I hate that song. I, I you you submitted that song. Yes. That is in the run. Like, wait until the vote because you don't see people's comments till the voting is is all the voting is in. And uh, man, I just unloaded about how much I loathe that song and I don't like Jeff Buckley. Well, see, I don't, I don't like Jeff Buckley. He did the cover of Leonard Cohen's version. I love Leonard Cohen's version, but that Jeff Buckley is the cover. The cover actually made it big. Yeah, I can listen to Leonard Cohen sing thirty stanzas to that song. I don't like Leonard Cohen. Okay, we got to end this right now. The, the uh, podcast is over. We got to go. Sorry, y'all. Roll out. <laughs> um, he's he's part of a little like trauma, you know, there with Tom Waits and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I I I don't I don't uh, yeah it's it's not my thing I don't I don't really get it. Well, but, you know uh, it's it's a mood, it's it's definitely mood. You know yeah. it is my thing those uh, Child's Play, the Transformers, the famous Transformers episode, Child's Play. I like this episode a lot, actually. Um, um, was that ben Bornstein? We've never we have we've never yes. encountered this name. Uh, actually, Bornstein. I reached out to um to um with Beth Bornstein uh, to see if um you know I can get a like in a little quick uh, you know Zoom uh, interview. It's it's nice to actually have writers you can reach out to, which I'm going to continue to try and do that. But uh, yeah, and she wrote a lot, a lot of uh, the '80s and '90s cartoons. I mean, she did. She wrote uh, some Doug. <laughs> yes, do some Doug. She did Silverhawks. So we have we ever talked about Silverhawks? No, we have not. I, I it's nothing I really got into, but I, I liked the show a bit when I, what I saw. It was um, a weird time where I was not early into cartoons. Like Silverhawks came out around the same time as uh, like Thundercats. It was like a almost a spinoff, not really a spinoff, but like a uh, an adjacent thing to Thundercats. Same studio and same style show. Well, the the bad guy even it, the bad guy was exactly the same. He had to he had to like he had to like transform to to get his power every episode. But he yeah. had this deal where like he lived in the middle of a dead planet, and so he had to like move a sun to so the sun would hit him instead transform. I'm like, bro, you just used magic to move a sun. 
and you can't beat these five like dudes in a spaceship. One of them, wait, wait. Is, one of them is a cowboy that plays a guitar. That, I actually like that character a lot. So, Blue dude, Rats. what? Yeah, he was, he was pretty cool. He's like the Han Solo of the group. Um, so do you think he moved the sun or did he move the planet he's on? Do you think it was a geocentric orbit? I, I don't remember. I, I don't remember. I can't remember because it, it's very explicitly animated as to how it works. And, and I'm pretty sure that in the thing, it, you actually see the sun move up so that it shines down the hole in the thing, which is just like right. infinitely more energy than just like rotating the planet. Yeah. Either way, he's expending so much energy to move a celestial body. So that he can he can power up. He mm -hmm. does. He spends power to power up. Like yeah, this get this guy a spot in Dragon Ball Z because this is <laughs> this is the level of bad guy that I need. Hours over five thousand or nine thousand. Yeah. God, what is that? I can't remember the, the meme. It's over, now. 9, it's over nine thousand. Over nine thousand. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, man. She she worked on a He Man, the Master of the of the, of the Universe, GI Joe, My Little Pony, the Transformers. Dino saucers. Dino saucers. There's a throwback. Did, did, did you catch? Did, did you ever see dino saucers? Because like, I, 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 I get no. that. There's another dinosaur themed toy line and dino riders. Dino riders. I get those mixed up a lot of times. Yeah, I do too. Um, but apparently, for dino saucers, they were like anthropomorphic dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the show's creator, uh, Michael E. Uslan, considered it a harebrained idea. You mean like? Half of the uh, half of the cartoons out there, anthropomorphized uh, animals or whatever else. And so th there was a dude in, in that show. There was a character uh, called Terrible Dactyl. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! There's another one called. I'm not even kidding. A Patty Saurus. <laughs> <laughs> There's. <laughs> There's a saber tooth tiger called Smiling Don. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even. Oh my I'm god, that's amazing! And those are only dad joke names. Every single are, one, every one of them. This is this is terrible. This is terrible. But uh, what's not terrible is the fact that we get a uh, we get a, a an episode that starts as a cousin to uh, X-Men number 201 one of my favorite issues of the X-Men comics where they start off at a baseball game man okay this is the weirdest setup why are okay yes i understand that there's a baseball game going on why do they put a space bridge in the middle of a baseball stadium there's a space a baseball game going on okay so that that's what i was that, that's what i was wondering um so there's a space bridge but it it looked like the game was in progress when the episode started, but this yeah. space bridge is like constructed in the middle of center field. Yeah. And so the episode starts with baseball players mad that like, like I demand you let us finish this game. And it was like, well, like, did you, did, did you guys not show up? And there's, there's a whole crowd in the stand. Yeah. And, uh, and like, like, did you guys not show up and be like, Man, there's a, there's a giant monolith in the center of this uh, center in center field. Uh, how are you gonna play center field? So yeah, I, that this is one of those things. It's it's just it's thrown in there. Like you have to assume everyone just got surprised. I don't know if everyone was. Um, they all came in at once, and assume maybe the groundskeeper was doing something out there. Was gonna take it off the field. I don't know. Good good question. But also, there's also um, like 20, 30 foot tall robots. Well, thirty plus. On the oh, field. And, oh, they're a dude, and they are full. Oh, they're playing right into it. They're full of puns. See, they attack and like, uh, like, is it is it Scourge? Is it was was Scourge the the, the jet here, or was that a, is it a different? No, game? that's a thrust. Thrust. 
thrust. Okay, so uh, my notes all say scourge. So if I say scourge for the rest of this episode, yeah. it's it's just pretend that I said thrust, um, or pretend yeah. that he's blue or whatever. I don't care. That's interesting. That's the name of a later character. But go ahead. Uh, so scourge isn't one of the three of the other It's dirge. Dirge. But Scourge, you'll see Scourge in season well, actually the movie and then season three, but anyways. Okay. Um uh that's assuming that I, I have the mental capacity to, to finish this season and and do season three. This uh <laughs> yeah, this episode, next episode, or uh, actually they are almost like a two-parter, they work together. Oh no. Oh no, so, it's, it's actually so the next one's great. Dude, so uh <laughs> oh god, what was his name? Who's the the, the, the jet robot was Rust. Rust. He's like, he has a VTOL wings and everything. He's, he does. Thrust. So uh, yeah, Thrust, he, Thrust uh, loads up his cannons in his arm with baseballs, and he's just shooting baseballs all over the... All over the like, like, you're ready for my fastball? Soundwave picks up a, a dude, and he pitches him, and he pulls the thing fast. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he says, Skywarp, think fast. And Skywarp's on the ground. He throws his person in the air, and Starscream shows, and it jumps up and uh, grabs him. So a little animation error there, but... Yeah. <laughs> he's always getting into it, man. Dude, Ravage makes a dude run the bases. <laughs> he chases the dude around the entire bases. This is so good. Yeah. Um, oh, God. And uh, so this is about the point where I was like, I don't think the animation in this is going to be very good because the Autobots show up. Mm. And so they just um, they put uh, Perceptor, the geek, Inferno, the half geek, and Ironhide, the cool guy, all together. And I'm like, oh, they didn't want to pay for more than one color on that cell, so they just uh, they put all the three they put three red Autobots on the thing to like, hey man, just like what's the cheapest color you guys have? Like, what, what markers do you guys have the most of? Oh, we have a lot of red. Like, dude, just do three red transforms. I don't care. Um, yeah, so the uh, the Autobots show up and they they start like brawling, and, and, and there's more. There's all kinds more baseball puns. And like Optimus Prime is keeping score. He's like, oh, strike one, Megatron, and. This is yeah, cool. Um, Braun goes, and this is very cool. I, I, I was a big fan of this. So Braun runs to a base where Soundwave is standing, and he grabs him from behind like he's going to go for a German suplex. But he throws him up in the air, and then he grabs him by the feet, and he does a giant swing like like the wrestler Claudio Castagnoli, who I'm a massive fan of. I'm really into this. Um, <laughs> okay. Very cool. Like if, uh, yeah, if any of you guys are Claudio yeah. Castagnoli fans, uh, yeah, hit us up. And, uh, uh, that was cool. Um, yeah, yeah. The, um, so like, get over there. There's like, all the uh, puns going on constantly. I like my one note is the puns are heavy handed, which they are. They're they're bad. Perceptor is doing science things. I don't really even know what he's doing. He's just doing science things. And Trailbreaker like looks on, and he's like, "Man, what, man, what are you doing here?" Um, yeah. Oh, there was there was a cool thing where um, Thrust. Uh, I, I'm gonna get it right there. This episode. Uh, thrust shot a baseball at a like a catcher, and he and this dude instead of dodging, he goes to catch it, and it like just rips a hole through his glove. And you're like, for like a half a second, you're like, they just animated a dude losing his hand, and then they made sure to like <laughs> yeah, have his like fingers come up through the glove. And I'm yeah. like, who wears a glove? Who wears a baseball glove like that? You can't pull your fingers out of a glove like that. You can't. It's not they, a catcher's mitt, man. You're in there. Right. It was pretty. It was, but it, it was, was, was pretty gag. funny. I, I, I like a little bit of humor there. And I, yeah, I, I like that. Um, but there's a whole the whole tumult happens, and they have energon cubes in the uh, space bridge to, uh, to take them to Cybertron, and and uh, Perceptor kind of throws off the uh, the I guess the coordinates, and they all kind of tumble into the space bridge, and it shoots off accidentally with like mm-hmm. you know three four Autobots, I think it's four Autobots, and like actually four Decepticons too, yeah. And so they're just they accidentally take a trip somewhere, 
and they wake up immediately. Uh, the uh, all of us are like, "What kind of Decepticon trick is this?" Because there are nightmare fuel toys everywhere. Oh no, 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 no! Huge toys. It's okay. like a, it's like an episode of like the Twilight Zone. Okay, okay. Like you didn't see my nose, but I'm, I'm just gonna touch on the Twilight Zone later on. But okay. see, at this point, it just uh, like I, it, you may as well punch me in the stomach. Um, it was a giant Jack in the Box. And it's just like, oh, I, uh, but I, and at this point I'm like, oh, I know exactly where this episode is going and I don't like it because it reminded me of, of a Dungeons and Dragons game that I played a long time ago. <laughs> God, um, you're wearing, you're wearing a and d t-shirt right now. You can't, uh, you're, yeah, you've got yep. the, oh, I know, but I don't know the game you're talking about. Well, so anyway, so there's in the older Dungeons and Dragons, there was a, a, yeah, like a setting or like a little offshoot thing called Ravenloft. You, you oh yeah, with Ravenloft? oh was was this a Matt McCandless game? Uh, it was, it was. Um, but so Ravenloft is the, this like gothic horror setting. You know, like you're usually with D and D, you're um, you know you're it's a, you're this kind of a Tolkien like Lord of the Rings esque thing. You know where you have elves and dwarves and you're fighting against mm-hmm. like orcs and dragons and in this kind of thing. Yeah, Ravenloft but, is like those classic movie monster kind of stories. Well, in Ravenloft, it's it's supposed to be like gothic horror. So you're you know you're going you're in these uh these like scary realms where like you know one of them is is ruled by like like this not Dracula and there's one that's ruled by like it's a not Frankenstein and there's like yep. gypsies and all this stuff. It, it's it's very like it leans into those trappings and 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 I like I like that stuff and I thought it was very cool and I was very excited to play in this game. Um, what I got instead though was so and this was one of the first times i had ever played with this group of people and i was very excited to be playing with new people and um the first time with this guy being the the, the dungeon master and he was and he would he would have been telling me for weeks how much he loved ravenloft and i was like yes we're gonna get some cool creepy stuff we're gonna get like these awesome like you know like 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 vampire stories and you know um you know we're gonna get all, all this cool like insanity and curses and all that like i was very very excited for this i was very like um because that 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 literature is very is my lane I'm, I'm very into this so what we get so this this game starts off and we're, we go to this place or whatever and it, like within like the first like 20 or 30 minutes of the first mm-hmm. like session of this game we had gotten like kidnapped and like body switched with little marionettes so we were puppets this entire this entire thing and it was it was it was real real whimsical and um he he played very much into like the like like the toy and there's an angle that you can do there where it is very creepy and and very horror movie-esque but this was he did he did not do that at all he did not lean into that at all he leaned more into the like like if we're playing like big or something like that that like the tom hanks movie and uh man i hated it and i was and 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 so this happened and i was and i was like ah this is where this is going oh god i was i was so excited because of the baseball and then this happens and i it's like like i'm I'm totally derailed now no see the thing is i like this because um you know as as kids uh when we play with our toys this is kind of how we you know we kind of had the thing where I don't know. They would do stuff. We build little forts, you know. We actually, I was a big, big fan of styrofoam inserts and from boxes. I make little forts out of them. I cut them up, and you know, you cut them with markers and so on. So you could, you can have a great time with, uh, with toys like this. You know, when I was when I was little, and so this right here to me was like, this is this kid's like dream come true. He has his toys that are talking to him and doing things. 
Well, I, I got back on board real quick, though, was the thing. Okay, it, that's it, good. It, it wasn't what I thought it was. Okay. It, well, I mean, it, it was sort of, but not exactly like I thought it was. So it was so it, it was very cool. And, and it also it, it was very Twilight Zone-y. And uh, yeah. so I was I was into that. Um, but so this so there's like so. But yeah, the, all the all the Transformers are lost and the, everything's giant. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's like a giant Jack in the Box is a giant like Legos and all this stuff. And this cat, this weird looking cat comes out. And I just thought it was a cat. And so I didn't realize there was something weird going on here. Right. Oh. And I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, a cat comes and chases him. And like, I'm taking notes while I'm watching, right? And so uh he he's chasing after like Soundwave or something. This cat is coming after Soundwave. And and for us is like, oh well, my, my missiles can take care of anything. And then he doesn't shoot missiles, he shoots like laser beams at this cat, and then and then, yeah. and then he gets swatted into into some water. And I'm like, well, maybe you should have used the missiles. And he gets like he gets chased by some demon fish, and then I was like, "What? Is, like, why is this kind of like? Why is there a pet piranha in this room? Like, what's go like? I'm, I'm just, <laughs> yeah. Like, look, I'm like, maybe this animation is just that bad that uh, that they just made they drew him real bad. They drew a fish real bad, like a goldfish, real real bad. But um, it's a really horrible goldfish, yeah. But th but then I'm real. I'm like, oh, something's something's weird here. This is uh, this is yeah. This is this is real. This is real bizarre. Um. So, like so, yeah. Starscream asks Ravage, Ravage to do something. I can't remember what it was. And Ravage is like, nah, nah, bro. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> -uh. He was asking him. It was Thrust. He was in the water at that fish. And uh, he was asking Ravage, Ravage to come help him. And Ravage just looks up and his eyes glow and he shakes his head. <laughs> so, yeah, I was. <laughs> You're on your own, buddy. Back on Earth, um, Ironhide is trying to figure out what's going on, and uh, he he gives the command to transform and roll out, or Autobots transform. He gives the the, the Optimus Prime command, but when he does it, <laughs> when he does it, he's given a Sieg Heil. <laughs> he's given a Nazi salute, and uh, so so there, there's your mandatory Nazi content for me for the oh episode. man. Well, we didn't talk SS Beer Works, so it's pretty uh, on point. Um, but yeah, you know, it's also that um. Well, it's actually kind of appropriate that Ironhide does the, um, the you know, while Optimus has got things, because Peter Cullen also does Ironhide's voice. Um, dude, so Optimus is like Transformer, you know, Transformer roll out to the, to the ones there. And so they do, and like Perceptor transforms into a rolling microscope. Well, the, like the toy had tank treads on oh, the- Oh, it did, actually. The, the, um, and he had like, a, he had like kind of a third mode where you, you'd, you'd flip the thing up. I don't even like that. I don't even like that guy, but I, but I, I know yeah, that. actually the, um, what was it? Oh, God, what was he? What was he micro change? It might be micro change. Anyways. Uh, yeah. The original, like, um, Takara toy before his uh, transformer actually had that as a, as a, as a tank thing and have this, the, um, uh, the, the view, viewfinder as a, um, missile launcher or whatever tank turret. Yeah. So, yeah it, was, it was an official thing, but yeah, he, uh, just rolled off as a microscope. So it was kind of goofy, but, uh, yeah, they, uh, Autobots, you know, after the spaceship blows up, they just go to Teletran One. Like, well, okay. That was that was basically it. Yeah, it was like okay, and we don't really see them a whole lot at all for the rest of the episode. Uh, well, but... they're not the main focus. They're just going back to Earth. Like, well, it looks like we lost four guys today. Um, well, we'll I guess well, carry like on. Our leader included. Um... Yeah, <laughs> just gone. <laughs> yeah. So, but so and like an alien, there's like a kid. Like this alien-looking kid grabs like all these. He's starting to grab the Decepticons, throw them in a jar, even though one of them is a jet, and then nobody can fly out. But um, <laughs> I love that too. He's only wearing one boot, which I guess is the style uh, for the aliens. It uh, is trending right right now. So, uh, but dude, what he uh, thrust like transforms and takes off. 
And he's just like, no, he ties a string around him. He's like, he's like a dog with a, uh, with a guide rope on him. I was really hoping he was going to like swing it around. He was going to like, no, he just tied him in. Yeah. But then you find out that this, this, this is alien kid. He looks like, um, he looks like if, um, like Ed, big daddy Roth drew like Getty Lee, but from space is what this kid looks like. He looks like, like if you, if you mashed up like rat fink with like the, like Getty Lee from rush is what he looks like to me. He's got that kind of like long, like nose and but yeah, with but green. I'm trying to picture it. Yeah, that's a weird um, mashup. Um, weird. That, that's a real, yeah, that's a real bizarre mashup that like nobody out there is gonna get. So, um, but his name's just Aaron. We found out his name is just Aaron. He's like this because uh, he looks. He reminds me a lot of of, of Kith from Futurama. Mm-hmm. Like like uh, yeah, Zap. Oh yeah, that's, like, that's not a bad. sidekick. Yeah, the, um, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah, bad. Yeah, he, he reminds. Yeah, the, the design reminds me a lot of of, of those aliens uh, with big yellow eyes. Yeah, no, from Futurama. Um, but then his mom and dad come in, and um, but yeah, his name's Aaron. His name's just Aaron. Out of all the alien names, they just called him Aaron. And then his his mom and dad come in, and they look like Alien Sunny and Cher. They do. Oh my god, the mustache on Sunny. I mean, his dad. Um, his dad. Yeah, his dad had the had the, had the Sunny Bono mustache. That's <laughs> so good. Mayor of Palm Springs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Great. Now, Aaron, what do you have there? <laughs> because I mean, yeah, yeah, this kid's bedroom's on fire. Yeah. From the Autobots and Decepticons blowing each other up. Oh, yeah, man. Like, Perceptor goes and, like, he started criticizing the, the shoddy construction of the building. It's like, it's like, I don't know, um, Tinker Toys. It's like building blocks. And then, like, yeah. they had the, they, they hid the, the Energon cubes in the, uh, the little castle thing that was built. And Starscream runs in there, just shoots him. Like yeah. that is, I I don't know. I figured he'd probably want him for later, but now he just goes bam, shoots all the energy cubes. The whole thing catches the fire, and Inferno puts the uh, building out. So Aaron's like, "Oh, you guys are nice. You saved my construction set." He he just figures it out right off the bat. That like obviously yeah. the ones that are blowing things up are the bad guys, and the ones that saving things are the good guys. This is yeah. very uh, yeah, it's very obvious. So um, the um, yeah he. What is he? He tossed Ravage into a cage with the guinea pig elephant thing. <laughs> yeah, so Ravage immediately goes for the uh, the exercise wheel, and he's just he so, like, he this, really mouth, this mouse gerbil or this elephant gerbil is like chasing him on the uh, on the exercise wheel. This, this is this is pretty funny. Oh yeah, and like uh, after he the say the uh, Inferno says the building, Optimus Prime's like, "Lol, let, let me show you who we are, and uh, we're the Autobots." Blah blah blah, and does the whole thing. Does the introductions. That's when the parents come in. So uh, you gather all the Decepticons and put them in a box. And Nitro outs the Autobots hiding in the drawer. Nitro oh, is the cat. The cat, yeah, Nitro. Nitro, yeah, he's over there like, yeah, there, there's things in here. And uh, the kid's trying to hide them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, the parents are going to take all the uh, Transformers to the authorities to figure them out. To make sure they're not dangerous. Yeah, they took him to like the high scientist, and he's like gonna he's gonna dissect these guys. Like, yeah, awesome. Um, oh yeah, so the Autobots had to ask the uh, government defense contractor Chip Chase to help find the Autobots. I mean, I'm I'm convinced that Chip Chase is now a hundred percent Department of Defense uh, contractor. You can't no, tell no, he's no, not. I'm, no, I'm totally. Um, yeah, I'll yep. agree with that. He, he's he's over there with Dick Cheney. He's uh he's he's uh making money off. Uh, people you know dying in war from so, his uh from his fake wheelchair from his fake wheelchair that he can obviously stand up from yeah. um so 
like we just we just get like hijinks at this point. We just get like like and and then they get locked up over here, and then they get locked up over here, and then they get locked up over here. It was very it's very much like 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 the the final uh like action scene in most uh Pixar movies. Like like every yeah. Pixar movie, like like the the classic era of Pixar movies, like the like the last there's like always like a 10 minute like video game scene at the end where it's like like they're having to jump from they're, they're locked in like a uh, like a factory or they're locked in like a baggage claim and yeah and they have to do all these things they have to jump from platform to platform and it's it's very much like a like a real like annoying level in like super mario brothers Actually, um that is i didn't and, really think about that it well it's it's just it's just like hijinks you know and you could you could cut that out completely out of the movie and the movie would be just fine without it but um yeah so aaron runs across a bully and then Aaron runs across, yeah. And then Aaron runs also across a bull head or something, right? They, they decide to touch on this. Um, so many things happen here. This is like, like they they cram like a lot of things into this, and it's like, and it's just like you turn your head and you come back like, like where did this guy come from? Who is this guy? What, what, where are they now? Like, well, like I felt like the I felt like the what the like the old lost woman in the movie theater. I felt like the. <laughs> are you the person that goes like, what's happening? Who's he? <laughs> whose car is that like that's who that's who i felt like. that's i i love her to death that's my mom watching a movie oh yeah oh i can't watch a movie with my mom because it's like well hold on a second why is that guy got a, a metal suit on that this iron man he built a suit in a, in a cave oh well, how do you do that i don't know he's a science the whole plot of the movie mom like uh oh my god um, well, luckily my brother watched all the marvel movies with her so i didn't have to thank god um love you mom but <laughs> uh, <laughs> so ravage gets free and like Sets all the other Decepticons free. And uh, so, you know, Aaron, after he gets away from the bullies, like, and I'll take all the, I'm going to take the Autobots and hide them where no one will ever find them. But Optimus like, we got to get her back to Earth. Mm -hmm. So we don't yeah. belong here. Yeah. But, you know, they, um, they, they run across uh, the Decepticons and Inferno's like, you make me burn, Starscream. Yeah, there you go. Nice. There is this scuffle. Is, is it, by the way, it went into the sewer. There's a scuffle, and there's this eldritch horror rat that comes around the corner. Yeah, what is that thing? Yeah, that rat was pretty. Uh, that rat was pretty terrifying. Um, yeah. So, but, uh, on the way to uh, this part, though, there is a scene where uh, the Decepticons are all flying, and they they animated Ravage running. Like like yeah. he was like he was like running like like full bo full bo full bore like running running like legs and and all this stuff but they animated him that but they like on the on the slide or whatever they put him like above uh rust so he's just he's like walking through hold the on, sky above rust thrust okay I thought you said rust rust, rust. okay thrust. I, I was looking well I I may have said rust I was looking at yeah. a bottle of uh a, a bottle of rust here um. <laughs> <laughs> okay anyways. uh, uh yeah, yeah audio only folks uh just watch the youtube uh <laughs> well, yeah, finally get it going yeah i got way on our youtube but uh come on boo you got this you can, you can help me here um so uh yeah they, there's a whole <laughs> yeah. scuffle and they're like they're like they see nitro and they're like here kitty kitty and they all get on nitro's back and nitro runs back to the uh the house and, oh but before, before that though there's a there's a really uh dumb scene where uh perceptor uh, picks up a pencil and he's gonna fight uh, Soundwave, and Soundwave has a has a paper clip, and they're yeah. gonna, they're having they're gonna have a battle. Um, and uh, Perceptor, uh, he, he, oh, the pen is mightier than the sword. Yeah, like exactly. you don't even, he didn't have have a pen. He's got a pencil. 
Or he says the pen's mightier than the staff. And then, he, and then he whacks like yeah, it's like like pencil break. You ever play pencil break? break? Yes, I do. We pencil it break. was uh, it was outlawed in our schools because uh we just sit there in class and break the we break the pencils too. There's like this much left and you were mm-hmm. like hitting each other's fingers. It was, it was brutal. Do you ever uh you ever get like pull the eraser out and then bite the metal part down to where it was flat so it was almost like an axe? And uh ever did and, that one. Yeah, that was a good uh that was that was some cheap uh that was cheap heat. You can, you can nice. I you know, I I think we they uh they cracked on us pretty fast, so wasn't able to do much of it. But uh Perceptor, they get back, they're like going back to the um the to the to the house to Aaron's room and like Perceptor starts over explaining it out just like no 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 just dude Perceptor. Perceptor tries to he tries to pull a, a Jordy and Data from Star Trek: The Next Generation and be like, 100 oh, percent." He he's and so which is you know, like I, like I've said on this show before, you know, like a, a third of all Star Trek: The Next Generation shows are Jordy and Data sitting around engineering and go, "Okay, we're gonna blow up in 30 minutes. How do we fix it?" And then they find the solution and they go to the captain and they tell him the solution and it's you know it's all this like pseudo scientific gobbledygook. So. And yeah, and then Picard is just like, uh, yeah, that's that's fine, whatever. Yeah. Like, tell me when it's time to beam down or when I get to go be a a, a 1930s detective. <laughs> no, I but, love those episodes, man. I'm sorry. So do I. Dixon Hill is very great. But so Perceptor tries to be, he tries to be Data, and Optimus Prime just is not having it. He's like, he's like, fine, just do it, and like, like okay, like uh, like on the one hand. It just shows trust in Perceptor. He knows he's he's trust Perceptor to know what he's doing. On the other hand, he's like, man, I just I don't want to hear this geek ramble on anymore. So, man, Aaron, like the uh, Aaron has the energon cubes in a drawer. He's just keeping energon cubes in a drawer. Little yeah, batteries. Can you can do that. Yeah, and um, so there's this bizarre animation error where like Aaron gets the cubes and his head and arm disappear. He's just okay, so. With- yeah um yeah that was real weird there was also um in the sewer fight there was a a thing where um bumblebee and thrust were in the water and um and uh, somebody was trying to help uh, bumblebee out but they didn't actually draw the water like you saw like a couple of waves but they didn't actually draw the water in so they were just like floating (laughs) in in nothing i missed that completely that was yeah that was real that was real it was real it was real bad um but yeah, so you know, Aaron gets them and puts them in a toy rocket he's got. And the animation gets worse from here because uh like like his cat Nitro is just kind of like it's like part of him is like cut out and laid over the, the rocket. And then like Bumblebee and everybody is like they're getting in the rocket, but they just they just stop drawing them and they just fuse into the rocket. There's no hatch. It's like they were on a uh, deadline and they're just like, yeah, it's good enough, just send it. Dude, this is this is the the proto last episode of Evangelion. Where they were just like, man, just put and sketches. I don't care. I, don't I care. I'm an apologist for that episode. Are you? I'm a full apologist because I actually I like what they did with it because I, I I really love psychology sociology, so I understood kind of what they were trying to do. But most people are like, they ran their budget out. Yeah, they ran their budget out. But hey, it made sense to me, and I actually appreciated it. But I mean, I'm they, the minority. They kind of they, they kind of salvage it, but it's like it, it doesn't. It's one of those things where like if they if that was intentional and they they spent time and money on it it's like but at, you're just watching you're like this is just animatics this is just like this is like not even like like it's just not done it's not like a stylist choice it's just not done but um, but uh I, I did appreciate that forced him to make the uh, uh death rebirth the end of evangelion which is like brutal 
but those, anyways, those were, yeah, those were good. Um, yeah, the, the, uh, the Decepticons get like beamed back to earth and, uh, they get attacked by alligators and like, they don't do anything. <laughs> yeah. What, what happened there? On? What is going on in this episode? This is so weird. But like, like the then... Autobots are just flying off in the space in the toy rocket. <laughs> Which, by the way, it picks up right here in the next episode. Oh my god! And also, well, we one of my favorite done, episodes. We should have we should have done both. Then because I was thinking about it, but I'm like, well, you know, I'll get this going. Uh, yeah. the next the next episode, like it picks up right up, and they're in the rocket going through space, and I love it. And wow. it gets real weird, and yeah. And that was it. And Optimus Prime tells Aaron to every time you look at the stars to uh, just remember your friends are in, out there among the stars. Yeah, your toys. Yeah, your, your toys are out there among your toy rocket. Which I don't know how they got a toy rocket to fly and break the atmosphere, but cool. Oh no, 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 no! Uh, Perceptor has a plan, and Optimus Prime shuts him down again. He precards him again. Yeah, I, I guess it's like uh, if you can't say it in in uh, Shakespearean tone, then just like, just don't talk. They, just do they it. They didn't even feel like writing up the pseudoscientific nonsense. They just yeah. they were just like just you just have him start explaining and then just shut him down. Like 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 who cares? So um, yeah, we're gonna t- turn this toy into a um, a um, a, a functioning uh, a functional functioning like, rocket that can break the atmosphere and travel interstellar distances because like there's no telling where this planet is, right? Dude, how long does it uh, take to get there? Four million more years. I am so excited about the next episode though, because I, 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 so. I love it's this is my little Autobots in space um two-parter. Okay. There's like they're just having adventures in space randomly in the middle of the season. Yeah. But so, yeah, and that was it. Uh that yeah. was it. We get we and and the uh one of the last um little bumpers in this though is one where um one that I don't think I had ever seen where Grimlock turns and he's like Grimlock's like standing in front of a like a giant rock with the Autobot symbol on it. And he transforms and he, smash, and he smashes it. It's Decepticon it, symbol. Oh, it was Decepticon. So that was, okay, yeah. that was my problem. I was like, why didn't he smash Decepticon symbol? Yeah, well, um, that's what he did. So, man, there. I really, I, I really wanted to like this episode. I really, <laughs> um, the problem with it, it just, it meandered so yeah. much. It was just like a, and a lot then, going on, man. Yeah, so much going on. And it was, it was very much like a, you know, like, like a kid like playing in his room and just pulling random toys out and just keeping on adding more stuff. And then let's go over here and then we go over here and then we go over here and then he captures him. And yeah, it was very much, uh, very That's disjointed. It's pretty um, It did remind me a little bit of a show called the littles. Do you remember? Oh the yeah. Littles? I remember littles. Like, I, I love, I love the littles. And I, yeah. like, I like that premise a lot. Like the little mouse people that lived in this kid's closet and, and yeah. like in, the, in their hall and their walls and stuff it was, um, it was a weird cartoon but i actually i like that one a lot i like i like i liked it a lot too it was it was pretty cool uh i'm sure it's terrible now if you go back and watch it because i haven't yeah, watched man. it since the 80s but dude i found out you can't do that on television is, is on uh paramount plus and i I, I almost don't want to watch it because i'm curious though um and it's funny you, you watch that right oh yeah oh yeah the, totally. the, main, the main girl in there moose yeah she looks exactly the same except with glasses and gray hair now it's oh, okay. crazy. I can, I can see that. Yeah, um, but um, it was it was weird watching like watching little clips of that. I, I almost don't want to watch because I think it's gonna be pretty cringy. Um, you know, um, tween humor. You know, I don't know, uh, tween. I don't know. Is it quite, quite tween or is it more like I don't know, little kids? Yeah, but, I don't uh, know, man. It's it's almost like pre Mad Magazine. It's style very much like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Did, did you get to any? Did you see any of the Alanis Morissette clips though? I didn't. She's only like an episode, a few episodes later on. But I mean, I just I was checking out. Like I remember things like um, you know the uh, the diner Barths. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Things like that. You know, they're always having like a roach in the in the burger or whatever. 
Oh yeah, and it's real, it's real gross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah so I, yeah, I, I, I like, I like, I thought, I thought those were funny. Um, just, yeah, we, yeah, we're no, kids, like you said, yeah. What's that? When we're kids, a lot of stuff is funny. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, obviously. Uh, actually, yeah, that plays a lot into what I'm gonna say on the final on this. But yeah, go ahead. Um, but uh, like you said earlier, this episode was it was almost started out being structured like a Twilight Zone. Yeah. And, and I like because I'm a I'm a massive fan of Twilight Zone, and I was uh, and so that. You know, I I, I like that. I appreciated that. The thing with the, the tone of the show was kind of all over the place because it kind of wanted to be whimsical and it sort of hit the mark, but then it kind of didn't and it didn't really find like a like like a, the correct voice there. Um, kid brain loves this stuff. With, with kid brain loves tiny sentient things living among full size things. Um, I, I I I really like that. Um, and, and I and if I saw this when I was a kid, I would have loved this because, like I said, I love the littles and like uh, and that kind of stuff. So Kid Brain's gonna go. Kid Brain had a lot of fun with it because it it meanders like Kid Brains do, um, and also like adult brains do sometimes. But uh, so mm. I uh, kid so Kid Brain's gonna give this one four. Honey, I shrunk the Autobots out of five. Um, adult brain, uh, really, really down on the meandering. Cause, uh, like I have a, when I'm watching these now and, and it starts to do that kind of stuff, I have a huge disconnect, uh, with, with, with these episodes where it, where this, it starts to kind of fall apart and then it comes back together. I'm just like, man, like even by note taking, it just gets like, I can't, I can't even track this stuff. Um, it's hard. Like I wanted to like it cause I like Twilight Zone. Um, but, and I did like it because of that, but it, uh, it gets to me it gets drugged down a lot from the and then this and then this and yeah and also the uh the end the animation was like like it was laughable but it was just like bad like 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 lord it's it's like i don't know man like uh it's like you know, like a mighty python where you can just see like the like a thing getting drug across the screen <laughs> yeah. you know like the that's Terry how Gilliam it was a lot of animation. times it was real bad um so, uh, so I mean, kid brain liked it, but it gets drugged down. Um, so kid uh, or adult brain, it gets drugged down by all that. So uh, adult brain will have to award this one three advanced Dungeons and Dragons second edition modules out of five, preferably without marionettes. That's after you, MC Candles. Yeah, you know, this is one of those episodes that uh, I, I I watch and I um. I enjoy it, but I think I enjoyed it a lot more when I was a kid because the whole thing, you know, you kid brain sort of stuff. You go in there and you think, man, it'd be really cool if my my toys, um, you know, moved around. Like it would be like nightmare feel in my house. But yes, it would be, you know, it'd be kind of neat. Um, so I, I like that for that reason. But yeah, it's there's a lot of different plot lines they're trying to shove into 22 minutes. Yeah, and I, this could have been two or three episodes, a miniseries, and then trapped on a planet mm. trying to figure out how to get them home, like you know, a whole Stargate thing, you know, like how do we get these guys home? We got to figure out the thing from the other side. Um, but also the beginning of Sydney, the, uh, the baseball game, it was just bizarre. All the puns and stuff. Yeah, it, it was like three or four episodes shoved into one. So, but I, I, there is one of these things like I always say in the introduction: if this is a typical afternoon cartoon fodder, if it's a trap of nostalgia. This one feels like a trap of nostalgia, and and you know it's it's fine. I, I like all the um the kind of reimagined alien you know animals and stuff like that. And freaking bully came out of left field and didn't have any like resolution there. I, yeah, that was yeah, yeah that was like really they, they could have uh, if this is like a few episodes of totally you could have fleshed this thing out and made a whole thing of it. But mm. then again, I don't know if I could have taken a few episodes. But um <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's yeah, that's my my feeling on this. I would probably have to get a uh, give it three and a half uh, pin or mightier than the paper clips out of five. Um, 
it's fine. I, I enjoy it. I, I don't ever want to skip past it, but it's it's not my favorite one, but it's fine. And it's funny looking at, um, um, oh gosh, was it Beth Bornstein? Beth Bornstein's the writer? What? Oh, the, oh, the writer? Uh, no, that was, uh, yeah, Beth, Beth Bornstein. Yeah. Yeah. Beth Bornstein. Okay. So, um, not Berenstein, Bornstein. Um, yeah, I, I looked at some of the other episodes she's written and there are a lot of, um, more lighthearted episodes, but also, um, like there's, there's one that's coming up called the search for alpha Trion that she writes a lot of a lady centric episodes, like for, uh, GI Joe. Um, it was like the, um, like girls vacation, uh, glamour girls or whatever. Um, there's a lot of that stuff in the uh, the the next episode in the search for Alpha Trion, you'll see a lot of that same um element brought into it. But so okay. it's it's she has a very um very distinct theme with the episode she writes. So it was kind of neat to see that sort of thing. Um yeah. you, you she wrote see, for Jim. Yeah, she wrote for Jim. Oh yeah, she wrote for Jim mm-hmm. also. Um she wrote like four episodes for Jim. Um so yeah, I I, I like that you can definitely see her uh, fingerprints on this episode, but also it's it's it it's not typical for the other stuff she writes. So it's kind of cool. I mean, you know, hope she reaches out and uh, I can get a little interview with her or not, and we'll see. But uh, yeah, That'd be real um, cool. yeah, th- I'm excited next week to um, get into uh, the Gambler, uh, your Kenny Rogers um, expose. I'm already, um, I'm already disappointed because I know there's not going to be any Kenny Rogers in this. Uh, this is actually a really fun episode. Uh, there's a, there's episode. a lot of it's them in space dealing with you know aliens. You get one of the my favorite, um, favorite. Uh, I guess settings Sheol, where the low life is low. They basically uh-huh. go into the scum, the villainy of most Eisley of uh, of the space, or I don't know. It's it's fun. No, oh, okay. So it, it'll be good. Um, well, I I don't know. Different, completely different feel than this one. This one was very you know Twilight, and that one was going to be very. I don't know. It kind of feels like the next one's going to be very Star Trek: The Original Series, where they do some whacked out, weird, you know. Spock fights Kirk, and there's whole kinds of things, subplots going on. It's it's good. Oh, I, I like that. I'm uh, yeah, I'm yeah. down for that. Um, it's a little Gonzo, but I like also like it. So, did you ever watch a show called Night Gallery? Oh yeah, it was like it okay. was kind of uh Tales of the Dark Side or Twilight Zone or all it was, that. Yeah, stuff. It, was, it was very much like the successor to Twilight, to Twilight Zone. Yeah. Um, it's also very it's also very seventies. It is like a very seventies <laughs> show. But the the yeah. only one of those that I ever remember, and I'm pretty sure it was I'm pretty sure it was Night Gallery. It might have been. It might have been like uh, like another one of those like showcase like anthology shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there was an episode where there, there was a guy that had a um, it, like you were talking earlier about your toys. Like like how cool would it be if your toys came to life? You know, because everybody wants that. You know, you have like oh like I've got like, I've got hundreds of friends in my you know that in my in my room. Uh, <laughs> so there was this guy who was like a I think he was like a Korean War vet or something like that. But he mm-hmm. had like a shed in his backyard, and on that he had made like. Um, like this uh like scale like diorama of like a giant battle from um from the, like the korean war and he had like these uh, like little soldiers he had them all lined up or whatever and like uh but so at, at night he would go out to his his shed and he would like replay the battle or whatever and then then eventually these uh these soldiers like like came to life and they waged war against him. They were tired of fighting the war over and over again. So they fought against him. And uh, nice. I was like, Oh, and like every now and then I think of that, of that episode, I've only seen it once. Um, and I was a kid, but I, I have a real vivid memory of it. Um, but uh, every time, uh, like I think of that often when like I leave my Warhammer dude set up, like on my dining room table and I'm like, <laughs> they're going to, they're going to turn against me. And they're like, they're, they're mad. That they're having to fight this battle over and over and over. It's poor space Marines have to fight this battle over and over and over. And they're going to deal with the green skins all night. The, um, yeah, the, um, 
the real heroes of uh, Warhammer, the orcs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love how they talk about the green skins, the orcs. They're good. They're good. Um, I still can't. I still can't wait to do our our, our Warhammer episode. I'm. Uh, oh man, I, I'm. Uh, I'm still listening to the Galaxy in Flames. I took a little break from it because I had so much, so much horse being like, I'm evil now, but I'm really. There's a lot of subtext to it. With yeah, I don't know. And there's um, he the way he talks is just he's very the audiobook anyways i like it but uh you know oh my god um Lorcan is um he is just very captain america yeah uh yeah Loken is real captain america um but you i think feel like you kind of need that in that you do um, you do because yeah, the whole thing of the saint and stuff going on that that's really cool yeah it's like uh, magic yeah, no, but, it's, yeah. yeah. It's a really cool series. If you guys out there haven't read the first, like, uh, like th there's, I think there's something like 60 Horus Heresy novels. So, I mean, like, like they're not all good. Um, some <laughs> of them are bad. Uh, but th the first three make a, make a pretty complete little trilogy. And yeah. uh, if you ever want some, some fun, like military sci-fi, like, definitely check those out. They're, they're a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, I didn't read them, but I've, um, the audiobooks are actually really good. I've been listening to mm -hmm. those while I, while I drive around and work. And, um, yeah, apparently the uh, next one is all about, uh, Loken going like, flying on a ship for the entire book it's like it's like the two towers are yeah they're walking again and they're walking and logan's i'm still flying which one which one do you have next um i well i can't on galaxy in flames let me see let me, let me look. Oh, that's the, that's the third one right yes okay ah <laughs> i don't want to give me i don't want to give anything away about that about that fourth book so um yeah um i mean i i'm assuming he's he's uh logan's going to warn um the emperor or tara or whatever else what's going on why don't you message me when you finish uh book three uh so that, yeah um <laughs> Dude, we'll, I, really we'll say, though, I love the titans the titan stuff Titans are very cool rad Titans are very cool my, my son got gifted a uh an eldar titan recently what? yeah 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 you can yeah if you're watching on youtube you can almost see it back there where i'm pointing uh, that thing is absolutely massive it's like it, it's a miniature but it's probably like uh a little over a foot tall and it is uh solid re it's solid resin it's uh it is massive and heavy and i am ter i'm terrified to paint it for him so, uh, so <laughs> i remember we'll that years ago um i worked in a uh, ricky smith shop i would i would help do inventory stuff and someone like he bought a uh, old warhammer um 40k set off someone and it wasn't paid that well but had a bunch of the uh the titans and it was like the uh, look like mansions on legs with gun turrets everywhere. It was really cool. I'm like, what is yeah, that? That's a that, that's an Imperator Titan. That's the biggest Titan there. Is, uh, the biggest Titan on for the Imperial side. It's basically okay. like a city um, yeah. on legs that kind of walks around, kind of like um, um, what's his uh, Fortress Maximus? Is that his name? Yeah, okay, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, those things are so big that uh, in each foot they can carry an like an entire like company of Space Marines. You can just God. like every like it can take a step and open up a gate and like just spew out like an entire like division of space marines is there one guy still like um like a cerebrally um uh, you know attached to it one guy yeah yeah um yeah the, so the titans um are, are like giant uh these giant warhammer mechs and uh yeah they have a they have a guy that that has to like wire himself into the uh into and it they're like it. they're powered by like a uh a, like a like a small sun yes yes and Which uh is crazy yeah, they also have a cannon that uh, that essentially shoots a sun. It focuses a sun and shoots it out. There's there's also a cannon that like shoots um like a black hole. Uh, yeah, they don't mess around. They don't mess around with that. Uh, that's like yeah. that's like Megatron stuff, man. Come on, yeah, it's 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 very it's very cool. Um, yeah, yeah it's super cool. But anyway, that's oh, uh, yeah, that's uh, we're gonna also here all day talking about. I got this. I got yeah, I gotta show you something I picked up this past week. Oh no! By the way, I I dude, I gotta show you this. 
was so excited. I found it at an antique mall. The man from Uncle. The man from Uncle. He's holding the the Megatron gun. Oh, that's very uh, cool. back in a uh, gun robo. Um, they uh, they took it was the man from Uncle. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. That's right. So yeah. it actually yeah it actually had the sticker on. Yeah, he uh, he actually yeah he's he's holding the Megatron with the uh, the stock that goes in his chest, the the, yeah. the silencer and the scope and all that. And the scope, like, yeah. I was in an uh, antique mall. I'm like I I never find things in antique mall. Also, I'm like oh, whatever, man. I ever so often I look at uh, comics like well, let's see what's over there. Uh, old you know Donald Duck com- comics, whatever. I saw that one. I'm like. I got to have this. And I had to call the guy at home to find out how much it costs because they forgot to put a sticker on. I'm like, I'm not leaving without this. This is, this is mine. It's going with my Megatron display. That's awesome. Anyways, y'all, um, thanks for being here. Please, you know, reach out to us. Join the Discord. Say hi. Um, email us at edhatestransformers at gmail or more than me sees guys at gmail.com. Um, please, you know, reach out. We liked interaction. We'd love to you know, read your emails. We'd like to, you know, get, get some stuff going on with this. Um, and all you people in the Discord currently, um, thanks for being there, Mister Mystics, um, Trigger. Uh, we have the Grouch who just joined in um, recently. Also, um, Grouch is amazing. Yeah, it's funny. God, yeah. uh, we, we have a, um, a neat little group of different style people in there. Um, yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of fun. I, I, I hate that I'm you're, you're still around. I, I, I know you uh, have a lot going on. Yeah, I, I hate that I don't get to post as much as I do. But uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, man. So. Yeah, I guess we'll see you all next week for The Gambler. Oh, cannot wait. All right, y'all take it easy. Thanks so much for being here. See you next time. Roll out. All right. Mises Guys is performed by Evan Johns and Ed Strickland with Boo of the Excellent Underground.com. Research is also done by Evan Johns, Ed Strickland, and Boo of the Excellent Underground.com. All used images are property of Hasbro, Sunbow, Paramount, and or Marvel. And without you, none of this would be possible. So thank you so much for being here, and we look forward to you being here every week. <laughs>